ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Full Court Podcast brought to you by your boy Enoch and your boy Angus Wong. Uh, we are still kind of in the, in the dumps, man. We're, we're in the dumps, for sure. In the dumps. In the dumps doesn't even describe it, all right? I've waited a long time to make the playoffs. And then when I saw that we were getting the Warriors in the first round, I was thinking, okay, okay, we have to. This is the ultimate test of our season to see if we can beat them. And then we win our first two games. I'm like, okay, we okay, we got these boys on the ropes. All right, these dubs don't know what's coming at them. Draymond's tired. Steph looks like, I don't know, Steph doesn't look like he's on Fox's level. And then we lose game three because, you know, defending champions are not going to go down 3-0. And then game four, Harrison Barnes sold. Sold after sold. Steph Curry tried to sell. Those boys had a selling contest, but Harrison Barnes won. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and man, then I, game six, we won, and I, I had some hope. I had some hope because that was a really big time win from the Kings. It was. And then it was. I already knew game seven was going to be a toss up, and I, I just knew that Steph Curry wasn't going to go down that easily. And he showed us why he's an all time great. Yeah. Um first half looks pretty pr- looked pretty promising. It looked a lot like um game uh game 6. Yeah, it looked a lot like game 6 where we came out and we had control of the game for the most part in the first half. And um thanks a lot to Terrence Davis. Uh Terrence mm-hmm. Davis caught fire in the first half and we needed every single bucket that he made. I think he made three threes in the first half. And they were timely threes, very timely threes. The one thing I will say about TD, though, um, and obviously, Curry had 50 fucking points, which I didn't realize until I saw the box score after the game. Like, obviously, I'm watching him kill our team, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's like 50, bro? 50. And I don't think I ever seen him have the ball in his hands that much. Like, so many screen and rolls happening. Most of the time, you see Steph Curry operating off ball. But this time... He was just like, give me the ball, send me a screen, and get the fuck out the way, and he just killed us. <sighs> yeah, and the reason I bring up Terrence Davis is because, yeah, we needed his boost in the first half. Um, but Davion had eight minutes, mm-hmm. and that, Davion, was, Davion was really maybe not making a huge impact on the offensive side of the floor, but he was slowing Steph Curry down just a tad, and it was making it, was making it difficult for him. I mean, if you go mm-hmm. to the gym and play pickup ball and you got this little-ass energetic dude that's going to be on your hip the entire time, like, you just know, fuck. Like, every time I get the ball, this guy's going to be on my ass. And it's not fun. When you have a guy like TD, and TD's not, like, a terrible defender, but he's also not a good defender. When you have a guy like TD on you, it's just, like, that weight and stress is lifted off your shoulders. And when you're as great as Steph Curry, man, highest scoring game seven of, of, in playoff history. Yeah, highest go. scoring game in Game 7 history. And before the game, Steve Kerr said that they were going to have a response to our small ball lineup that killed them in Game 6. And their response was just to let let Terrence Davis try to guard Steph Curry on ball. Like, Steph Curry had the ball so, so much, and Terrence Davis just could not defend. And there was just too much Terrence Davis minutes in the second half, I felt. I, bl- because I think, yeah, for sure. Cause like Terrence Davis is, he's a ball of energy. Once once that little four minute stretch runs out, then he provides you absolutely nothing. Yeah, sometimes nothing. And, like he was, and I think he went three for five from three in the first half, and he went yeah. one for five in the second half. It's yeah, I think that's a piece that we need in this offseason. Some some sort of wing piece, a consistent solid wing piece that's going to be coming off our bench. Terrence Davis is just so erratic sometimes during the season and it's so funny how mike brown is his defensive coach i, I love mike brown he's a coach of the year for a reason but it, he must have saw how often steph curry was handling the ball in game seven and why not put your best on ball defender davion mitchell in the game davion yeah, mitchell makes sense davion mitchell was was known for an all being a great on ball defender but a pretty bad off-ball defender in his rookie season but now he he's pretty good off-ball but he's still an elite on-ball defender and I have to think that maybe if you just take away 
Davion would have been able to take away some of Steph's points or maybe just tire him out so that way he doesn't have his legs in the fourth quarter. And I, I just think it's like so obvious when Steph hasn't had close to 50 all series and the one game Davion doesn't isn't guarding him the whole game, he drops 50. And it looks like he's mm-hmm. getting whatever the fuck he wants. It's just like TD was TD looked like barbecue chicken out there. Like first Curry, he was like, mm, mm, yeah, that looked good. That looked good. Ter- Terrence Davis isn't the answer for more than one game. Like this is this is a thing with role players. Role players in a playoff series can win you one game, and that's about it. The game yeah, seven, that's Mike when Brown the stars was, come to shine. Yeah, and I think Mike Brown was kind of betting on TD to keep shooting the way he was in the first half, which is you know that's understandable. But if you're taking away minutes from guys like you know Barnes, as much as I dislike Barnes, I think he really needed to play last game more than 14 minutes because he's the only guy that's been here before. You know, so when you got guys like, you know, our whole team is young. So you need a dude like Barnes to be on the floor, man. You just need some guidance, especially in that second half. Oh, it was just so hard to watch. Bill Russell, uh, I mean, Kevin Looney uh, was just fucking, (laughs) fucking literally 20. Bro, oh my God, bro. Like. It was so hard to watch. I, I was on. I was, bro. I was screaming at my TV, mm-hmm. like screaming. Like, ask my girl, bro. She. I was screaming, my ass off, like for the whole third quarter. I think there was a. I think there was like eight possessions in a row where they got like three possessions in one possession. Yeah, it, it was just. Looney was the best offensive rebounder in this NBA this season based on offensive rebound percentage and just overall rebounding rebounds grabbed. And he really showed showed up Sabonis. Sabonis got the rebounding title. Uh the trophy was presented to him during the playoffs. And I felt like Looney took that seri- took that personally. Because the way he came out, the way he was just out absolutely out hustling everyone shows that He's he is a definition of a championship center that he's he may, he may not be the most gifted physically, athletically or like with talent, but he's going to put in the work to help a team win. For sure, especially a team like the Warriors when not much is asked of you on the offensive side, you just got to do the little things. He's a high IQ player. He he knows where to be, he knows where the right spots are. The thing about those offensive rebounds, he got 10 of them. Uh, mm-hmm. t- 21 total rebounds. This is his third 20-rebound game in this series, okay? Oh, Which is fucking ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous, bro. Like, that's ridiculous. And you guys might think, oh, it's Kevin Looney. Why are we talking about Kevin Looney? Guys, if you watch the game, he was the difference maker. Obviously, Steph had 50. They wouldn't have won without that, right? Yeah. But Looney was the reason that they got half of those shots in the second half. It was ridiculous. And and there's two things with this. One, Looney, it just seemed to be at the right spot at the at the right time. And there's no way to guess where the ball is gonna come off the rim. Like you can guess, you can you can try to get to that spot, but you don't really know where it's gonna go. And the ball just kept happening to just like land in his hands. The other thing, and uh, uh, Stan Van Gundy said this on live. He said Sabonis has to worry about getting the ball. Yes, box out Looney, but if you're just fucking turned and fronting Looney just so he doesn't get the ball, how are you going to grab the ball if your back is to the hoop? Exactly, yeah. And I think and he I was really so obsessed like- with with boxing out Looney because he's just getting destroyed out there that he just kind of, for like, I don't know, just like, it just looked really bad. And those two things, it just destroyed us in the third. I just think as the series went on, Sabonis lost a lot of confidence, and you could really tell. 100% because the Warriors knew his weaknesses and they just said, hey, bro, we know. I dare you. I dare you to I shoot dare that you I dare you to I shoot. I dare you to make point. a move. I dare, I dare you to go you. to your right hand. Exactly. And he didn't really handle that well. I think there was a lot of jumpers, a lot of decisions where he shouldn't have shot or shouldn't have done. At the same time, I think Mike Brown could have got him involved a little bit more. Like what happened to those, those? What happened to him at the the like the free throw line with these with these you know, uh, fucking 
ha- like dribble handoffs. Like it's just none of That's that. That's what they just did. Like, but it's just that the Warriors defensive scheme they had Looney sink so low in the paint, and they had a wing defender help help out in the dribble handoffs that they essentially neutralized the bonus. And without the dribble handoffs, and honestly, Kevin Herter not shooting made the Warriors' defense shrink in the paint. So there was nowhere for Sabonis to go in the paint if he wanted to score after the dribble handoff or if he faked it, the dribble handoff. It's it's, I don't know why um, we didn't go with our small ball five again. Like I was really confused. Like why don't you just take Sabonis out so we can get Looney off the floor? We and we have, did, but it was TD that was in instead of Davion. We yeah, ran with like, why are we switching yeah. shit up? You know what I mean? Like put Davion and Trey Lyles in the one in the five, and let's run it back for what fucking worked last game. It's just like we got Trey Lyles' three threes. That's nice. Like put him back on the bench. He should not be getting fucking thirty minutes. Like come on, you know what I mean? Like it was a hard game to watch. It was hard to watch because it was a game seven in our first place. But then watching the Kings fall apart in the second half, in the third quarter, and the third quarter specifically, and then it was all capped off by a shitty final minute of the third quarter in which Terrence Davis fouled Clay Thompson on a four-point play. That That's how I knew it was kind of over after that, that four-point play. That was the nail in the coffin for sure. Um, and I turned the TV off when Steph hit that little floater from the free throw line. Oh, oh my gosh! And he was like a off, fucking, looked like a fucking park too. shot. Yeah, it was like literally like a park shot. Like, bro, he I, only does I that when he that when he's off. up. It's so frustrating because he does that shit when he's up. <laughs> yeah, God. I mean, I I love Steph Curry, um, and this is why you know, like, it sucks that it had to be against our team. But bro is the greatest shooter to ever play in the NBA and probably one of the greatest point guards to ever play ever. So I think I think he's also one of the greatest leaders because Draymond on his podcast said that uh the night after game 6 in which they lost on their home court uh Steph Curry I mean usually Draymond Green is the vocal leader of the Warriors locker room but this time Steph Curry wanted to take control. So he basically told everybody in the Warriors locker room that if they were not all in, if they were not going to willing to do everything it takes to win or have a winning attitude, then they need to not get on the bus because they're only going to take the winning players with them. And then apparently, according to Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green, everyone was locked in from that point on, and they came out with a mission. Yeah, I mean, do you see that whole thing with uh, Jordan Poole and Draymond? And yeah, Steph, I saw like- that video. Yeah, and Steph getting dram- uh, pulls attention. Like, look, man, I'm sure, I'm sure you don't like this guy, but like, bro, you gotta buy in. And if you want to win, like this, like Steph has Draymond's back more than he has Jordan Poole's back for sure. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, Steph is Steph is great. Um, so they're gonna go on to play uh, the Lakers after beating the Grizzlies. Um, they will have home court advantage against the Lakers. As and, a six seed, <laughs> yeah. a six seed having home court advantage. Yeah, um, this is going to be a, a exciting matchup just because of the names. Uh, you have Steph and LeBron. I'm mean, four years ago. This would have been like the craziest shit ever. So, um, still is. It still is. Uh, Level playing field this time. These guys have, I would say, equally as talented rosters. I think the Lakers might have the edge on that. You think so? Yeah, I think the Lakers have a slight edge on talent just because they have, honestly, I don't know, because I think Draymond's defensive impact is the same as Anthony Davis's now. After uh, seeing what, no, what, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> How many no, defensive no, players no. of the years does Anthony Davis have? No, 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 Dream- no, 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 no. Did you not you see know, what had, Draymond Green was you able know, to 80, do? You know, AD had 26 blocks in that last series. Yeah, to a team that only attacks the rim. 26 blocks in six games, bro. It's easy to get blocked when Jaron Jackson cannot finish. That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? 
He's not finishing because he's has, getting blocked. He has no layup package. He has. He's getting he has blocked. No way of finishing. Watch the Do you way, know how? Obviously, we don't know. But can you imagine how hard it is to make a layup when Anthony Davis is standing in front of you? Think about that. Do you know how soft Jaron Jackson is when attacking the rim? <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Anthony Davis is gonna swat is gonna swat the crap out of Jaron Jackson and David bro. Roddy. They had David Roddy attacking a rope. Come on, bro. David Roddy and Tyus Jones. They played like shit. Okay, I mean, but they didn't have their best player, like the Kings. Uh, both of them hurt, and um, but I, I think you got two. It could go for me. This series could go two ways. And it lands with yeah. their two best players. How do you how do you stop Steph? And on the Warriors side, how do you stop Anthony Davis? They I would still assume seem like- that Anthony Davis is a harder matchup for Kevon Looney than Sabonis was. Looney's going to get 15 minutes a game max, bro. I promise you. Unless AD gets hurt, Looney's going to get 15 minutes a game max. I don't know because I thought Looney... Last year would get outplayed by Jokic in the playoffs, but he held up extremely well against Jokic. And we see we seen Looney has the ability to guard players like Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic. So I think he can he he can have some effect on Anthony Davis. I don't think he'll be able to shut down AD, but he'll have some effect on Anthony Davis. Just because he's such a physical player. I think Kevon Looney is gonna force AD to play center because AD is very reluctant to be a bang down low type of center. And then that's how the Warriors are going to tip the tide in their favor. They're going to wear out Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, who do you have in the series? This is so hard because I, I just think about all the toxicity that's going to come out of it. Because, you know, Steph it's gonna stands. Be a, it's going to be an inter- entertaining uh, matchup for sure. Yeah. And think about the narrative. One of these two all-time greats, Steph Curry, LeBron James, has to beat each other to win their fifth ring. Because at this point, in in the West, like the Nuggets, Warriors, and Lakers, those seem like the actual contenders right now. One of those three is going to the finals. And is either LeBron, Steph, or Jokic. Why didn't you say the Suns, bro? Why didn't you say the Suns? They're 0-2 right you just, now. You just left the Suns out. They're 0-2, and their team doesn't hey, look great. Steph, Chris you know, Paul you know looks injured. Team, you know what team was 0-2? Oh, stop and still it. And still won. Oh, stop it. Don't remind me. Why are you rubbing it? How are you saying that without crying? <laughs> I am crying. Right oh, you don't, know if I'm, you don't know that I'm not crying right now? You don't know that shit. down my eye. No. As you mentioned it. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I think I got the Lakers, the Lakers in six. I just feel like, like yeah, there's a lot of momentum six. from from the round one. But I don't like the body language of Jordan Poole and Draymond. Like the way that Jordan Poole just shrugged off Draymond, that says a lot. If Draymond Green is losing the locker room, then it relies on Steph, and Steph sometimes isn't the most vocal leader. But he can't will a team to win one game, but to win a series, to win four games against LeBron James, that's that's an even harder thing to do than against the Kings. I, I just like it has to be a team effort from the Lakers. Who are you gonna slap on Steph? Yeah, that's that's the problem. That's the problem. They have no way of guarding Steph. But what are you gonna do? The, put Vando on him? They're probably gonna put Vando because he has the length yeah. and the athleticism and the hustle. But that that's the you thing. Having Vando out over. there. Having Van- having Vando out there hurts you on offense because think of what they're going to do on defense, the Warriors. The Warriors are going to put Draymond Green on Jared Vanderbilt, and then he's going to be the ultimate help defender. And that's when yeah. Draymond is, is most dangerous, when he can help end the lane, he can pick ball handlers in the paint because that's what he did so well against the Kings. He was able to pick De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk whenever they got in the paint. They got they over-penetrated and got into the paint. That was a steal every time. So it's interesting you say Lakers in six. I have the opposite. I have the Warriors in six. Um, I just don't see. I just don't see how they stop this team. I just watched seven games of this Warriors team, and they look fucking amazing. Um, I don't know how you stop. 
At times, yes, but enough to beat the Lakers. And I've watched a good amount of the Lakers this season, especially after the All-Star break, because now they're, like, actually watchable team. Um, but I just don't see who's going to guard Andrew Wiggins. Who's going to guard Steph Curry? Who's going to guard Klay Thompson? Yeah. Like, like what's – like, they're just going to – if if AD isn't dropping 30 a night or Austin Reeves isn't getting, like, two to three 30-point games mm-hmm. – I just don't see it happening. I think it, it, a lot of has to happen from these role players of the Lakers, and and they have depth, like you said, they have a lot of talent. But this this Warriors team is too good. That's my that's my humble opinion. I just think that this Warriors. Oh wait, you might be changing my point. My maybe Lakers in seven. All right, I think the Warriors can get another yeah, that's game more now. Believable. That's more believable. <laughs> because so that means I, that the Lakers <laughs> beat them in Chase in the in the Chase Center. Yeah, I I don't think home away matters for LeBron. I really don't think it matters for LeBron. I don't think it matters for Braun. I don't think it matters for AD, but I think it matters for the rest of the guys. And you need those guys to beat the Warriors for sure. Those those are the same guys that dropped game six to the Kings at home. Yeah, well, Kings are a good team, bro. <laughs> they're they're arguably the best team in the league, arguably. They just had to face the Warriors in the first round. But, but I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 just gonna move on from from the Sacramento Kings. Uh, <laughs> um, but the juggernauts in the West, the Suns and the Nuggets, like we talked about a little earlier, the Suns just lost today, 87-97 to the Denver Nuggets. They are currently down 2-0. Lost both, both lost both games in Denver. Excuse me, and head to Phoenix Chris Paul. and lost Chris Paul with a groin injury. And if you know anything about Chris Paul, you're saying he's gonna get injured in the playoffs. You're saying, okay, here it is. You know what I mean? Like this man is just if he's dependable on anything, it's to get fucking hurt in the playoffs. And I love Chris yeah. Paul. And he, he actually had a good game over by Scott Foster. Scott Foster will screw him. That's that's another thing in the playoffs. Yeah, and and what you're starting to see with this team. Um, the Denver Nuggets is that man. These guys are fucking good. Like these are these, and we've known this all season. We've known this all season. They've just been killing it all season. But this team, and I mean team, is a very good team. Aaron Gordon. You just have a points. lot of players that could be like unex, unexpected heroes. Like yeah, Jeff Green with his huge dunk over. Um, I forgot who he dunked on, but it was it was a huge dunk. It completely changed the t- tire of the game. Brought momentum his to the only side. two points. His only two yeah, points. <laughs> but it, changed, it it felt bigger than two points. Just I remember LeBron like a couple of years ago said that two points is not two points. Like a different type of two points will change change the game. Like if monsters dunk at home, it's gonna change the tide of the game. But yeah. then you also have bench guys like Bruce Brown. He, he has similar qualities to Kevon Looney, always in the right place at the right time. And then Christian Brown off the bench, rookie out of Kansas. Like he gave Kevin Durant some of the toughest looks of his, of the night. Kevin Durant stole made some of them because he's an all time great. Durant. But like you have to admire the hustle that this hustle and dog that this kid has. Like he played at Kansas, the championship winning Kansas team. So you know he brings that championship mentality to the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I mean last game you had Jamal Murray thirty four points. Okay, and tonight you have. The two-time MVP with 39. And you got to wonder, when you think about that bubble Nuggets team, when Jamal Murray was doing his thing, is that this? Like, are we seeing this again three years later? He answered this in game one. He said, he said, uh, healthy Murray, bubble Murray, it doesn't matter. It's about time that you just respect his game for what he is. And I I like that answer because Jamal Murray was really, really good regardless of being in the bubble or regardless of him coming back from injury. Like, and it's funny. um, It's funny we're talking. Sorry, you go. No, no, no. I already finished. I already finished. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny we're talking so highly of him when he played so shitty today. Uh, one over nine from three, three for fifteen in the game, ten total points. Uh, but it didn't matter because no one's gonna talk about his shitty game because they fucking won. Yeah. uh, winning cures everything, for sure. But it's just you know who else the, had a the, shitty game? Kevin Durant. Who? Durant had a shitty game. 
Yep. Two for 12 from three. That's fucking atrocious. 10 for 27 said, from the field. He said he he was going to try to shoot more threes because we know that the Phoenix Suns don't shoot a lot of threes. They do their damage from mid-range. And, like, in the playoffs, that math is going to catch up to them. And they tried shooting more threes this game, but they weren't making any of them. That's what you're missing. You're missing... You're One, you're missing an aggressive player. You just need a guy that can take the ball to the rim. You have nobody that can do that or is willing to do that. Uh, there's, there's like you, your, your guy who's your main guy who's supposed to be aggressive. De- uh, DeAndre Ayton is just not, he's just, he's like just gonna, touching the paint. It, it doesn't look, he doesn't like physicality. He doesn't like bumps. He doesn't like driving. He's just going to settle for that mid range shot and he's good at it. But if, if you're seven foot bro and you're as big as you are, man, like you're just, come on. They're missing a Mikael Bridges. And, bro, I'm telling you once again, they gave up way too fucking much for Kevin Durant. I think this series would be better if they had Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges instead of a Kevin Durant. Instead of a Josh Kogi starting for you, you have a Mikael Bridges and a Cam Johnson. Yeah, you don't have Kevin Durant, but you have Devin Booker and you have Chris Paul. And you have more depth. And let's not forget, in the 2021 playoffs, when the Suns matched up against the Nuggets... Mikel Bridges gave Jokic hell by always digging in in the paint, using his long wingspan to poke the ball out of Jokic's hands in the high post and then low post. And now you don't have that type of defensive presence. And Jokic showed what happens when you don't bring good enough help. 39.16 rebounds on your head. That's the thing. Who's going to play defense in their starting five? Josh Okogi? DeAndre Ayton? Who? Because it's not going to be Kevin Durant. Durant. They're also it's not going to be Kevin Devin Booker. Be their shot blocker too, a rim protector. Just, that can't happen. You know what I mean? Like and you just, just that type of load on Kevin Durant when he's not known to be a two-way player. Like yes, he can play defense, but expecting that from him for forty-eight minutes is crazy. Especially since he's coming off like an Achilles injury. Yeah, it, it's. I just you take away your best your two best wing defenders and you replace it with one wing score when both of those wing defenders could score and you think you're going to be a better team. Yeah, Kevin Durant is an all-time great. And um, Kevin Durant is not just a wing score. All right. Yes, he is an all-time great. He he is a player that we've seen can take your team to the next level. But this yeah, team but wasn't not, this team's floor. I mean, the the Suns the Suns were lower than like the Warriors before they got KD. I don't think KD can single-handedly make the Suns a championship team. That's true. But the but um as much as I'm shitting on the Suns right now, I don't think the series is over. I think that the Suns could easily win two at home, for sure. And contested threes. There's a thing about contested threes. When you guard a, a a great shooter as good as you can, and you think you did great, and you sh- and the guy gets it off, and you're like, oh, there's no way he fucking makes that. When the ball goes in, that is the most demoralizing thing in the world. And if you can, and if Devin Booker and Kevin Durant can hit some tough shots early in this game, take control of the game at home, it could, it could, they could, they're still in this series, man. If they obviously, if they lose one more, it's over. But I, I still have faith in this team because of I star just, power. Even though the Nuggets' defense wasn't that good, it was up and down all season long, I think they have a lot of t- defensive talent that they can throw onto KD and D-Book that can ma- force them to make tough shots. Because we know that in the playoffs, if you're just forcing, if your defensive game plan is to force players to make tough shots, then that's a pretty damn good game plan on defense. So you have KCP, Aaron Gordon, who has been like their Swiss Army knife on defense. Bruce Brown and Christian Brown. Those are four players that you can, four bodies you can throw at Devin Booker and KD. Which is why I don't think the Suns are going to be able to go seven games. Because look at the amount of minutes that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant played tonight. Devin Booker played 45 minutes. KD played 44 minutes. And they also played heavy minutes in the first round. You have to think that they're going to be fatigued by the end of this round. Definitely. Um. You know, you know, I love my boy campaign. Uh, so with no Chris oh, Paul, God. with no Chris Paul, uh, I'm excited to see what this boy can do. Uh, obviously, he's coming off an injury. 
Uh, maybe a little rusty. Obviously, he was rusty today. Went one for seven. Did not help the team at all. Uh, but Cam campaign is a good player, and he he um, he can step up when Chris Paul is not there, as we've seen earlier this year, and we've seen the playoffs uh, years prior. So I'm excited. This series isn't over. Um, campaign. But the Nuggets. Are you serious? Campaign when I when against Jamal Murray, <laughs> Nikola Jokic. All star snubbed Aaron Gordon. Oh Look, my gosh! I, I'm, just, I, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna fucking defend it. I'm. I'm just gonna let you watch, um, and we'll talk about it later. All right. All right. All right. He did. He did average 15 points and seven assists as a starter this season. So maybe Dude, I did sleep a, on that. He's a very good player. Okay. Okay. Very good. But player. we're talking about against the number one seed in the West. And you're relying yeah, on campaign. Jamal Murray is a very good player, but campaign can make a difference. It's going to be interesting. That's all I said. It's going to be interesting seeing campaign take over that starting starting role. Uh, and I I hope I hope he plays well. I hope he does. You know who took over today? Tell while me. While another another star was injured, James Harden, Houston Harden was back today. Houston Harden, this, he was fucking back. The amount of the. The level of shot making he was at today was on the Houston level. He still he still looked a little bit slower, but it was just his ability to get the sliver of space that he was the sliver of space that he needs to launch that step back three. Yeah. I think we that. just gotta accept I think we just gotta accept the fact that he's just slower. You know what I mean? Like we're like, mm. oh he's out of shape. No, I don't think he's really out of shape. He's played oh, this I entire think he's season. out of shape. I still okay. think he's kind of overweight. I, I, I don't know. You just you just don't understand, man. Like those Rockets days, the things he was doing, man. The amount of the amount of strength it takes in the amount of strength it takes to just do those moves is ridiculous. And for him, I just it just I just think for him to get to that point where his with his body right now is almost like impossible. Yeah, to but get to I also where he think was. I also think that James Harden. I don't know, but he. You, I don't think I've ever seen performance like this when Embiid was on the court. I mean, obviously they feed the ball to Embiid, but you have to think at some point during the season there has to be a game where and both Embiid and Harden plays, and Harden just goes off like this. But I don't think I've seen it this season. I've seen thirty now. point games, but Harden had forty five points, seven threes, no Embiid today, and he took over, including the game winner. So uh, let's talk about this game a little bit. Celtics, who I have winning the series, who I have going to the finals, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a good game. It wasn't like it was a bad game. Like, it wasn't a blowout or anything. It was a close game throughout. It was chippy. It had the playoff, uh, um, playoff environment. You know, you saw throwback Harden going crazy. Uh, Tyrese Maxey playing, had a great game, 26 points. Um, that's overshadowed from Harden's great game. You know, Jason Tatum had close to 40. Jalen Brown, 23. This was a good game. And PJ Tucker um, punching punching uh Jason Tatum in the nuts. You also had Oh that. my god, what was that? I, I <laughs> what was that? Like <laughs> he was he like, was hustling to chase down the, the layup and then he just turned around a spinning a spinning fist will do it to the balls, all right? Every single time. Bro, but what was that out, like why did he do that though? <laughs> to, I like, think he I think he was just turning around in frustration. No, bro. No one swings he, their arms out that direction. Like, if you're upset, like, I swing inwards. You know what I mean? Like, inwards? Not, yeah. I don't ever swing my arm outwards in frustration. I've never done that in my life. I, I just, I don't get it. I, it looked, it didn't look intentional because it was like, how do you know that Tatum's there if you're PJ Tucker? But it also didn't look, like, accidental either. So, it was weird. Hey, I don't think. I personally don't think PJ Tucker is a dirty player. He doesn't have a history of that. I just yeah, you're probably right. I just it it just it just looked weird. All right, it just he was turning around. We'll just we'll just say it's completely incidental. But he did grab a lot of Tatum on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and but I was MB. watching. I was watching the last two minutes of this game, and. The Celtics completely fell apart. It was turnovers after turnovers, missed layups, uh, bad shots, and then the Sixers basically had a flawless clutch clutch game. 
capped capped off with a James Harden step back over Al Horford. It was beautiful. No timeout was called. They come down the court, down one. Harden gets a switch on uh, Horford. Great screen from P.J. Tucker. Uh, Harden goes one-on-one. Great spacing on the Sixers' end. Um, and I think that Noah Embiid helps that no, helps that spacing. I really do. And mm-hmm. because of that, Harden gets a, a one-on-one. He's on a fucking – Al Horford's on a fucking island. And, you know, you can't really do shit about that once he's in the air. You either foul him or you just hope he misses. And he made the shot. It was great to see. I, I love, I love vintage Harden. Yeah, but I don't think he's oh. going to do it again this series. No I way he does so forty. Either. No way he does forty. I think maybe one or two thirty, two thirty-point games would be a, a lot to ask from James Harden. But one thirty-point game is almost guaranteed. I hope. But I, I think about James Harden. Like, you're absolutely right. I don't think this type of game is possible. Especially if Embiid does come back after Game Three, because I'm pretty sure he's listed as questionable already for Game Two. I think and he'll play Game Two. That's a huge blow. So I've I saw some reports that said that he legitimately has a tear in his knee. Don't Oof. know what type of tear, but why does this happen to Embiid so often? Uh man, he's just so fucking big. He's just yeah, huge. he's big. Um, and he, he he has a pretty uh, perimeter game too. He shoots a lot of mid ranges, so it's like why is it's not like he's grounding and pounding and putting a lot of stress on his body. So there's a lot know. of when, but yeah, in the playoffs that'll do it to you. You know what I mean? You're just you're, it's just it's just a completely different game. Uh, everyone's working harder. Everyone's trying harder. Everyone has way more to lose on the line, uh, and and. He, you know, like you said, he did hurt it in the last series. It was in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. He's a big-ass dude. It does not surprise me at all that he got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. I still have the Celtics winning this this series. I, I think fucking Celtics in six. I would say Celtics in five, but I'm going to let I'm gonna give the Sixers one more game. So, yeah. Celtics in six. I, I also do I think, think that's Celtics in six. It's, it's hard for me to pick the Sixers going anywhere far. Because of Embiid's health and Harden's reliability or unreliability. So, yeah, I agree with you. Celtics and six. Glad we agree on that. Um, let's talk about another team that's uh, kind of similar to the Celtics in, 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 uh, in terms of roster construction and game style. Who also won, uh, not today, but yesterday at, in, at the Garden, at another Garden. Exactly. Thank you for that. The Miami Heat, one hundred eight, one hundred one. The Heat steal a game uh, in the Garden, um, and Jimmy Buckets is at it again. Jimmy Butler is out of his mind right now. I think the first round masterpiece he put against the Bucks will go down as one of the best first round performances in history. All right, but we we got two oh, yeah. of those in the same weekend, on yeah. the same oh, day. Actually, yeah, that it, people like. I it's a shame that 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 series went four one because I feel like because it went four one he's not getting the credit he deserves. I feel like people are just like writing it off as oh Giannis got hurt and that's why they lost so fast. Mm, but it's no, no. it's that's no. not the story. That's not the story at all. In fact, Tyler Hero, who's like their third option on offense, got hurt and he's gone. And in turn, you get this fucking. Michael Jordan, Jimmy Butler, motherfucker, that's dropping 40, 50 a game. Shooting threes, playing defense, doing, I don't, he's a madman on the court. <laughs> Watching Jimmy, Jimmy Butler has been my second favorite player in these playoffs. Second. <laughs> Bro played 43 minutes, sat for five minutes, shot one three, had 25 points, uh, 50% from the field. He he did roll his ankle though, so he did but roll he was, his ankle. He's, he still played, and he's questionable for game two. Um, but I, I seriously thing, think he's gonna play. Yeah, I think so too. He's got that dog in him. Uh, it's funny, man. I love Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson had twenty five points. Didn't really shoot the ball that bad. He was zero for seven from from three, so that's really bad. But. During the press conference, he takes full responsibility for this loss. And I think as as a leader, that's what you got to do, man. 
that you just even if you have 25 points, even if you didn't have the worst game on your team, if you're stepping up after a game like that and you tell and you're letting everyone know, you know, that loss is on me. Like that's a guy you want to fucking follow. And he said I'm going to have a better game in game 2, and I fucking believe him. I believe yeah. him. I, I don't think the Knicks, with the energy that they have going into Game 2, I don't think they're losing Game 2. And I think this this series might be the most entertaining series out of the series that we have. Oh, wait. Maybe maybe not besides Lakers and Warriors. But this Heat-Knicks is going to be a bloodbath. And we already saw yeah. with the first game. 108-101. That's a pr- relatively low-scoring game. So, you know, these two teams are g- probably going to be covered in scratches, bruises, black eyes at the end of it all. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one team, and I've been talking about the Knicks like as long as this podcast has been alive i've been talking about the knicks you have to play their style of way of play and the heat Mm -hmm. are very similar to that so extremely similar so these two teams man i think it it comes down to obviously the players right obviously the players because it's a player's game it also comes down to coaching that's a huge play that's a huge fucking huge role in this series uh, a reason why I think this this matchup is so close because you have two great coaches, two great situational coaches. You have a coach that knows every little thing about Jimmy Butler on the other end, which is yep. fucking um, Tibbs. Uh, Tibbs, Tom Thibodeau. Uh, so if you got anyone that can slow down Jimmy Butler with a game plan, it's going to be Tom Thibodeau. And I just don't. I just. I just. A big thing with this Knicks team is you really need Julius Randle to come back. So mm-hmm. that needs to happen. Um, or you, you, need, you need either Julius Randle to come back or you need uh, Jimmy Butler's ankle to get worse and he doesn't play. You know, one of those things to happen. Um, and then you need, you, need, you need fucking Brunson to not go 0 for 7 from 3. So You talk about is, Brunson you, going 0 for 7, but why are we not talking about Emmanuel quickly? Who, who was a runner-up for six man of the year? And it has not looked like himself in the playoffs so far. 27 points, 3 for 9. That's terrible. 27 minutes. 9 points. I think. I think. Nine. I. Oh, did I say 27 points? Yeah, you said 27 points. <laughs> <laughs> 27 minutes. Yeah, not 27 points. I think Emmanuel quickly, quickly is like a Malik Monk, but like worse. But also like the same because he plays better defense. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. you're not going to get 20, 30 points from quickly every game, but you're going to get that one game where he's going to go crazy and you're going to be like, oh, this is the best bench player in the fucking league. You know what I mean? So it's just a different. Mm-hmm. I, I, I ride the you got to ride the ups and downs with with the guy like quickly because that's just that's just what you're going to get. Bench scores. Get good games. That's just bench scores everywhere. Bench yeah, but are... but you don't you don't have not everyone has a bench guy like Malik Monk like quickly that can actually give you thirty on any given night. You just don't know what night's going to be. Mm-hmm. So so the, that's he's a very important player. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to R.J. Barrett, man. At the beginning oh, of the God. playoffs, I was talking so much fucking shit. Ever, so but he I. he has turned it up, man. Twenty six points today, fifty percent from the field. Sorry, not today, yesterday. Twenty six points. Um. And and without with no Julius Randle, he's looking like the second guy on their offense. And it's it's good to see that this man has is playing in a very hostile environment. Um, his own home is a hostile environment. His own fucking it, team. It is. His his it home is arena is a hostile environment. And for him to come back and 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 shut up the haters, especially the fans of the New York Knicks, I I love to see it. I love to see it. I, I was a doubter. I was a hater, and he's proven me wrong. And I just. I got I gotta own up to it, man. He's 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 doing well. I feel like he's we been got playing well though. after after game three. Who I got in the series, I think this is hard. This, this is, is hard. actually extremely hard. But this I'll hard. I'll 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 do I'll go with the safe choice and just pick the team with the most talented player. And I'll say the Heat in seven, actually. The Heat, heat in, in seven. seven. Heat in seven. Um Heat in seven in the garden. Okay. Yeah, in okay. the garden, in the garden. Seven. Bro, if that if that's any place for any player to have a performance, you know that's Jimmy Butler's place to have a performance in Game yeah. Seven at the Garden. Look at what he did in Milwaukee in Game Five, down sixteen points in the fourth, and they absolutely come back and get a crazy game tying shot to force overtime. 
that was demoralizing for the Bucks. The Bucks lost when the when the score was tied at the buzzer. You know, the playoffs are missing Kawhi Leonard. But mm-hmm. a guy named Jimmy Buckets said, I got y'all. I got y'all. These, if Kawhi Leonard was healthy, these playoffs would be perfect. But we, we're getting Heat versus Knicks. We're getting uh, Steph Curry versus LeBron. Like, well, what more could we ask for? Uh, the Kings in the second round. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> okay, okay. I have, I have one quick question for you about Heat Knicks. So which two players do you think are going to get in the fight first? Two players. Like two, one player from each team? Yeah, one player from each team. Who's going to have some sort of feisty moment? Maybe not a fight, but, you know, oh, ooh, what the heck? This made House of Highlights? Why did this person so, shove this player? It could be anyone on the Knicks team besides Brunson. But the team, but the player it's going to be is Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry? I, I can it's see gonna Kyle, be Lowry. Kyle Lowry. It's going to be fucking Kyle Lowry. Lowry. Um, Because Kyle Lowry is just a competitor. And yeah. uh, he I, he's one of my favorite players in the playoffs. Uh, because he just he's just he's just a difference maker. Everything he does just impacts such an the game. Factor. Yeah, and it's just like man, when you watch the game, you're like, this guy's like the most important player on their team right now. And then, but like, and then after the game, no one's talking about Kyle Lowry. You know, no one's talking about Kyle Lowry before the game. No one's talking about Kyle Lowry in the in the regular season. But when you're watching the fucking game, if you're watching the game, it just looks like Kyle Lowry is that guy. And it's just every single play he's making is like. A plus to their team. He had eighteen. Mm-hmm. He had eighteen minute, He had eighteen points off the bench. Okay, bro. Bro is. Ever since they won that championship in Toronto, I was like, man, this guy, Kawhi Leonard, has to thank Kyle Lowry for that ring because um, obviously Kawhi was the best player in that series, but Kyle Lowry was the second best. Yeah, probably the best supporting cast. Um, anyone could have had. Like you could put any wing player, elite wing player, on that Raptors team. And they would probably would have won the championship just because of how elite Kyle Lowry was that year. Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. Just an overall great supporting cast that year, 2019. Yeah, and they had Kawhi in like the last year of his, of his prime. So it was just like a perfect match. And that's why they were able to go from a team that's ne- like never won a championship to just fucking all of a sudden in the finals beating the Warriors. Yeah. How about on the Knicks side? Which which player do you think is gonna get feisty on the Knicks? Like I said, every single one of these players. Oh, every single get, one of them. Could, okay, it could turn up except for Brunson. I don't see Brunson. Oh yeah, you just losing his cool. Yeah, uh, he's too cool. He's too cool. I, I, but I think Julius Randle is one of those guys. Is just like he's going to talk a lot of shit, and, and he's going to talk shit, and he's going to give you an elbow, and it's just not going to be fun for the other yeah, team. I could, I could see that happening. Julius Randle and Bam Adebayo. Mm, yeah bam too bam is all i see i feel like bam's always that guy that's just kind of like he he has his teammates back he's always right there when someone else gets in a fight like steven adams mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i can see this is going to be a good series in every single aspect i i i want to say i have the knicks but it's really hard it could easily go both ways mm-hmm. it could I, it could I easily it be both ways yeah it could easily go in six, it could easily go in seven. It could even go in five. Who fucking knows? But every game is going to be a fucking battle, and it's going to be it's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, pay attention to the schemes. Pay attention if you guys watch the games. Pay attention to the schemes. Pay pay attention to rotations. Pay attention to matchups. Pay attention to coaching decisions. Uh, I mean, all four of those things were coaching coaching things. Just p- pay attention match. to those things. It's going to be a chess match. Pay attention, man, because this is that's what's going to make this series so good. And uh. Obviously, most of these games are going to be uh, live, on live television. Hopefully, the the announcers are going to be on top of that shit. You know, maybe we'll get a J.J. Redick uh, game, and he'll uh, really just dive deep into what's going on with these these two teams. Well, we're for sure going to get a Mike Breen game. I can't I can't wait for a Jimmy Butler bang from Mike Breen. <laughs> yeah, he shoots like one three a game max. <laughs> hey, so he was he was popping them in the Buck series. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all use prize picks, always don't. If it's if it's if it's one or point five, stay away from that shit. 
telling you. <laughs> from Stay personal away experience, from this man has lost too much. Yeah. I haven't won him a lot. I haven't lost a lot, you know, so we're we're okay here. We're okay over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about before we head out? Yeah. Um, The beam won't be lit until October. Fuck, And man. I will be... All right, That's now so that my sad. team, now that my dog has officially died in a fight, I have to pick. This is something I do every year, ever since I started watching basketball, since my team is never in the playoffs. I always have to pick a team to root for the rest of the way. And my okay. team to root for this year is honestly the Miami Heat, because I'm loving the way Jimmy really? Butler has been playing. Yeah. Okay. And I just feel like he's a player that deserves to win a ring, Jimmy Butler. So I'll root for the Heat. You want to know my team? Yeah, what's your team that to root for? I think it's the Warriors, but I don't know. Oh, how did you know, bro? I just had a feeling okay. you were just you were just slobbering on Steph Curry like two seconds ago. Okay, so I I don't like necessarily like the Warriors. Um, it's mostly those bandwagon ass fans. If yeah, you're listening to this podcast and you're a bandwagon ass fan, I don't even care. Get the fuck out of here, okay? We don't need your viewership. Yeah, I'm we don't playing. need your viewership. I'm just Please. playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But uh, to all you Warriors fans out there, um, suck my dick. But um, I love Steph Curry, man. I just think he's like the greatest. The greatest. I just love watching him play. Just everything. I just love watching him play. And, and I wasn't even mad every time he scored on the Kings. Like I, the last game, he made this. You know that Steph layup he makes where he just throws it up in the air. He made that shit yeah. on the baseline. The baseline. You know how hard that shit is. You know how hard that shit is to do in general, just running straight at the basket. But to do that on the fucking baseline, over a seven. I don't even say how anymore to Steph Curry. I don't uh, even say how. I just like that doesn't even. That's him. (laughs) That doesn't even look like a shot that's like makeable, like consistently. You know what I mean? Just it's ridiculous. But every time he throws it up, it's like oh boy. Uh, If it's if not the Warriors though, I'd have to I'd have to um go the opposite of you and say the the New York Knicks because um I was the only guy on here on the full court podcast that wasn't shitting on the Knicks before the playoffs starts started so I'm gonna stick with my Knicks and I'm gonna stick with my boy JB okay Jalen Brunson is that guy I love Jalen Brunson I love him I've been saying Dang. this like since, I've been saying this since Angus I tell them how long I've been saying this all right before the Jalen Brunson hype was even yeah, there yeah he he was saying ever since last year not even in the playoffs he was saying that Jalen Brunson Before deserves playoffs. like a near max contract and you call a him near crazy max. yeah I call him crazy I was like Jalen Brunson doesn't deserve more than 15 million a year and then here he is at making 25 million a year absolutely popping off for the Knicks I like and to the admit way he's publicly, playing the way he's playing he needs more money than 25 yeah, I'm telling you needs, that right that's, now that's actually a budget contract right now so I 100%. am saying right now Tuesday May 2nd 1240 a.m. Pacific Standard Time I was wrong about <laughs> Jalen Brunson this shit is on the airways. <laughs> I was wrong about Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is going to save the Knicks. And honestly, if they get past the Heat, they have a chance to make the finals because whew, the the Knicks the Knicks have have had the Celtics number all season. The C- Knicks are not a good matchup for the Celtics. Hmm. Look up how they played during this regular season. All right, this not going to go too deep into it because that I'm spoiling content for our future pods. <laughs> But I'm telling our viewers, go look at Stat Muse or whatever. Look at how the Knicks play the Celtics this season. And they got all the tools, man. They got the coach, they got the the, the players, they got they got mm-hmm. everything. They can do it. And back to back to your Warriors pick, all right, real quick before we dip. I like I, I'd see why I if I wasn't picking the Heat, I'd pick the Warriors too, because I would like to know that at the end of the day I know exactly the what King, you're gonna say. The Kings lost to the eventual champions. Yep, yep, yep. The, the yep. Kings lost to the. They took. They're going to be the only team that took the eventual champions, the eventual back-to-back champions, to seven games. So, and then we're and yeah. then our fucking our fucking bullshitting asses are going to be like, oh yeah, we were that close to being the champions. We could have won the finals too yep. if we just beat them. <laughs> no, no. Then we're going to be the revisionists, and we're going to say if Fox and Ender's finger, we could have been champions. Okay, but that's like if Fox didn't f- injure his finger, we would have beat this team. Like, oh, I know, I know, y'all Warriors fans are gonna be mad about me saying that, but our two best players had nine fingers each. Okay, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. 
Like, uh, don't forget about that, okay? Don't forget about that, okay? I just, I just want y'all to yeah, know. Don't forget. I just want y'all to know our two best players had nine fingers each. And yep. our best and then- player had four fingers on his dominant hand. Okay. And let's so not I, forget, I, I sw- Sabonis had a collapsed lung and cracked rib after game two from Draymond Stomp. <laughs> you see that fucking Draymond shit? I'm sorry. Like, we're, we're, we're going to keep going, bro, for just a little bit. I just want to say, did you see that Draymond shit where he's like, I don't respect Sabonis anymore, blah, 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 because he, bro, he, he didn't dap he me up. Bro, he freaking stomped. He didn't dap he, me up after I, after I stomped on his chest, gave him a black eye, and fucking... Don't care about his broken finger. Bro has a black eye, collapsed lung, bruised ribs, broken finger, and you want this guy to shake your hand? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I know, buddy. Bro, Draymond Green is such a hypocrite. Did you see that clip where um he didn't shake Tristan Thompson's hand after the 2018 finals, and then he told Tristan Thompson that they're not cut from the same cloth? He doesn't want to shake his hand. So how is he going on his own podcast... <laughs> To talk shit about Sabonis, who who nobody no I don't, I have never heard anyone say that Sabonis is a dirty player. Everyone says that Sabonis is a hardworking player, that he's a nice guy, great teammate to have. So of course I'm gonna believe most. I'm gonna believe anyone that's not named Draymond Green about their opinions on Sabonis. God, bro. So Bleacher Report posted that uh, that clip of Draymond's podcast, and underneath in the comments is fucking Rudy Gobert, and he just says LOL. <laughs> The pettiness. The pettiness. <laughs> like, bro, you're sitting on your couch on Instagram. Just chill out, bro. And <laughs> chill out. Rudy Bear is so funny to me. <laughs> he's, uh, I don't like him, but he's, I, that was funny. That was fucking yeah. funny. They're petty. They're petty with each other. Y'all, we got a lot of playoffs left. I felt like I feel like that first round was so long. Maybe it's just because I was watching every game. Yeah. Um, no, we were drained. But, I'm drained emotionally. Yeah, um, I told Angus, and this isn't true, but I just told him, I was like, bro, I'm not even interested in the playoffs anymore. <laughs> that is, uh, I don't know how I watched the playoffs in previous years with the Kings not being, I just don't know how I did that. I, I will never, playoffs will never be the same ever again for me. The Kings have to be in the playoffs for me to be interested. Like, it's just, that's just how it's going to go for the rest. Yeah, for the, it's for like forever. when Chris, after Chris Paul lost in the finals, he was like saying, Playing in the finals, it's like an addiction. Like I think, I think I got addictions to the Kings being in the playoffs. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it, I could get used to this. That's all I'm saying, bro. Uh, the energy that was in the city, uh, just the way they're playing. I actually went to the, uh, game five that we lost. Uh, uh, I still had a great time um, screaming at everybody, but it was. Was it loud? You know, was it really loud? Oh my god! It was. It was actually. It was the loudest. Obviously, it was loud all game, but it was the loudest when Fox hit that three in the first quarter. Like, the, the oh. first four four or five plays. Uh, when we were finding our seats, it was so goddamn loud because just everyone, everyone just loved it when Fox just, we just love this man. The sacrifice he does, plays through the pain, and just hits a three to begin the game. Like Everyone was screaming their asses off, man. It just was great. Yeah. That seemed really fun. I can't wait till for next year. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. go back to Golden One Center for the game when the prices aren't being gouged like crazy. They weren't that. I mean, they weren't too bad. They're like two fifty a ticket for if you wanted to go to the top. Like it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It was. It was doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and honestly, I I've I've sat my fair share of games in the lower bowl this year. I actually was like on row A, um, the last game i went against the grizzlies with my i took my dad um uh, you know i gotta spoil my dad you feel me um so it took him to the grizzlies game we were like you took you took your dad to a game and we were pretty low too so yeah i honestly i'm not even gonna lie i'd rather i prefer the upper bowl it's just louder up there it's louder up there oh, wow. I, I just feel like it is i'd say i'd say either the back of the lower bowl or just the upper bowl you know what i mean like those yeah. two places are like the best places to be you're just in the mix of everything Mm-hmm. But yeah, y'all. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Appreciate y'all. Um, uh, y'all, y'all, let us know who y'all y'all favorite y'all picks are since we don't got any fucking local team in the playoffs anymore. Um, 
But I think, like Angus said, this playoffs is still good. You know, you got the Warriors and Lakers. That's going to be a great, great matchup. Heat and Knicks is going to be a great matchup. And Celtics and uh, Sixers, that's going to be great too. So, yeah. We'll see All what right. happens. Appreciate is that it? Oh. Yeah, that's it. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>